0: Hello, I'm Melvin O'Doom. Now, most of you know me as a radio and TV presenter where I've interviewed some of the biggest names in music and film. But you may not be as familiar with my not-so-successful dating career. Well, that's all about to change as I share the highs and lows of my love life in my own podcast, Melvin Meets His Match, brought to you by Tinder. I've invited some of my oldest and newest celebrity friends to help me improve my dating game, and something tells me they're not going to hold back. So let's not hang around. Let's get into it. Right, so she's a very good friend of mine, but some of you may know her as the team captain on Celebrity Juice or the host of Love Island. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by the lovely Laura Whitmore. Thanks for having me. No, you Listen, you're always welcome. You're family.
1: We are family. It's one of those things, you know, what family, it's like whether we want to or not we're with each other for life
0: like you you're basically here because you couldn't say no
1: I can't say no you did my podcast I'm gonna do yours <laughs> we're family we, we have to spend Christmas day together whether we want to or not
0: <laughs> so how you doing Laura
1: I'm good thank you very much um I feel like I've seen you recently enough you've been on juice we've had some fun
0: yeah um and you guys got me to do crazy stuff as usual
1: you're very good at being Tom Cruise
0: Thank you, bro. You know, it's not I don't think I'm good at being Tom Cruise. I'm good at wearing wigs.
1: We spent so many years together on MTV, and I don't feel like a day went by where you weren't wearing some sort of wig.
0: That was like my special power, I would say. Yeah. Now, Laura, talking of MTV, I think you have a very good insight into my dating life. And I've been single for a very long time. And for a guy who has been on so many dates, you'd think by now I'd know what I was doing. But I've brought you on this podcast today... Um, to get some solid advice about improving my dating skills. Can you do that for me, Laura?
1: Oh, I mean, I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> I'm here to help.
0: All right, so if you had to give me one bit of advice right now, what would mm. you say?
1: <laughs> Maybe you can kind of change your perspective when it comes to dating i remember we went we went to a festival together in ireland do you remember oxygen festival oxygen yeah 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 and you always had this thing of like the numbers game where you thought like the more girls you ask out the more of a chance you have of them saying yes <laughs> but that makes a girl feel less special melvin
0: Laura, they don't know that. I'm not going around saying you're number six. They
1: know. (laughs) Girls know everything. It doesn't matter how many other Like, if you don't tell, they'll find out. Girls know everything. They will find out because girls talk to each other. Men forget that women talk. So every girl that you've gone out with, they have told someone and they've told someone else. So the numbers game doesn't work.
0: Okay, so don't do the numbers game.
1: Find someone you like and just put all your effort into them.
0: Is that what you do, Laura?
1: Yeah, I don't understand how people can, like, multi-date like, I have friends who, like, date a few people in one week or are messaging a few guys at the same time. Who has the time for that? If I I can focus on, I have too many other things going on where I can only focus on one other thing. Like, you can, you can go on a few dates in a week, can't you, different people?
0: Well, yeah, I think, but I think that's the world that we live in now, Laura. I think with, with social media and dating apps, I think people tend to date multiple people, because that's the the world that we're living in now. I think you're very traditional, Laura, in that with you, and I think with you in life, if you focus on something, with your work, if you're focusing on it, then that's it. But I think we live in a time now where you can speak to multiple people, you know, I don't, I'm a guy who doesn't put all these eggs in one basket. I've That's noticed. It
1: is. But can I ask you a question? Do you not, like, get confused sometimes, like, who you're talking to or who said what? Or did she tell me that she had a brother or is that the other girl?
0: No, because if that's like me saying to you, do you get confused when you're speaking to Love Island contestants? Everyone is a different person. Everyone's a different personality. You know who yep. you're speaking to. Or do you get confused when you're speaking to your mates? I've seen you in clubs and you're saying hello to this person. You know that person's name. It's the same with people. I don't think it's an issue.
1: Okay, so you've never you've never got caught out.
0: Yeah, I have been caught out yeah, a few times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's your pet peeves then, Laura? What do you really dislike from someone if you're dating them? Um,
1: I'm kind of living a lot through... A lot of my friends are dating a lot of people at the moment. Um, I think because of what happened in the last two years, they're just making up for lost time. And the amount of dates they go on where the guy just doesn't ask them a question about themselves. Right. Or at least pretend to be interested, do you know? I've I've definitely been on dates in the past where i i've been on a date i remember years ago i went on a date where the guy made me watch a show he was in on television was, what, at his house yeah he had recorded it was like a performance he was a musician and um yeah we watched his show
0: was it was it by accident or did he no, specifically say? No, he's like, oh my say- on it." Yeah.
1: yeah, well, like, and I, I get it when you're like, if it's something you're really excited about and you're in a relationship, you're like, "What do you think?" For it? and you're getting feedback, but like, it was a bit too early to be doing that, you know?
0: Oh my god, yeah.
1: <gasps> oh, I once went out with one guy and he had a picture of himself in his bedroom, like just of him, his face in his bedroom. Yeah, it was taken by a famous photographer, but I don't care. I, I just thought that was weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is very weird. Do you
1: have any pictures? Do you have any giant pictures of yourself in your bedroom?
0: You know what? I'm really weird about pictures in general in my house. Like there's no photos of me. I've got like albums and my little sister, who you know very well, Yona, yeah. she'll make me like books. Um, so it's like me and my family and my niece and stuff like that. So you can go like on the coffee table. There'll be like book albums of me.
1: That's nice.
0: But there's no photos on the wall of me.
1: So, no photos in the world, just that giant mirror on the ceiling.
0: Yeah, that, but you have yeah. to have the mirror.
1: You have to have the mirror. How
0: else can I see how I get it down? <laughs> now, Laura, I would say you're one of my most stylish friends. You always, always look good, even like. When you're just chilling, I always think that you're on point when it comes to, to fashion. I feel
1: like I'm letting you down right now, though, because I'm wearing these. Yeah, I was
0: going to say, like, what's at going on? Look these little Ugg
1: <laughs> things. What, what are Actually, do you know what I
0: love? These are brilliant. You know what? I've got to say once. Oh, yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah twins.
1: <gasps> Comfort all the way, isn't it? That's,
0: that Listen, yeah, you don't mess around in the house. Mm-mm. But do you think it's important to dress a certain way if you're on a date?
1: So I I like fashion I like style and I know you're you're the same. I mean, you Didn't you spend something ridiculous on that coat that jacket? Do you remember that leather Let's jacket? Let's not talk
0: about with? that. Yeah, <laughs> the one that I bought, like I spent loads on, and I never wore. And yeah, I've I've worn it maybe twice.
1: But I said to you, that's a good jacket. Don't be, don't mind what Ricky says. He doesn't know what he's talking about. You wear your jacket if you want to.
0: Did you like the jacket for real?
1: I like the jacket. I probably wouldn't have
0: spent that amount of money on it. It's
1: quite a lot. <laughs> Would
0: you like to buy it? <laughs> Give it to Ian as a present. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to sell it on Depop. No one wants it. So
1: i I like how a guy dresses, and I have to say, Ian is amazing. He's smart. He's funny. He's handsome. He has the worst dress sense. When I first met him, it's improved a little bit. They say you can't change a man. That is a lie.
0: Can I say something that um, I hope Ian doesn't think this is rude? But oh,
1: everyone's probably said it already how he's dressed better now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has people said that to you before?
1: Yeah. I remember my friend told me she, used to, she was dating this guy and she didn't like what he was wearing. Right. And she said every time he used to come over and stay in the house, she would just <laughs> hide one more thing that she didn't like. He's like, have you seen my um, plaid shirt? She went, nah. Uh, but I've got this spare thing that I happen to have. And then he like put <laughs> it on. And then slowly she changed his wardrobe subtly. That was good advice.
0: Ian's dress sense has improved drastically. And not just his dress sense. I think his hairstyle. If you go back to old school Ian. He thought he was in Busted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you've helped him. You've basically become his stylist.
1: It's really exhausting and I'm not being paid for it.
0: Yeah, but he looks great.
1: He does. But you know what? It's a, it's a great start. He looks great. It was more... People normally, like, dress to make themselves look better. I feel like you have to undress Ian to make him look better because so you're like, you don't need this and you don't... Let's get rid of that.
0: All right. So you've you've said that you've helped Ian. What do you like a guy to wear? So if... Okay, for me now, if you were to help me out in terms of I'm going to go on a date with a young Halliburri tomorrow, what would you put me in?
1: You do dress well. Sometimes I think... Um, like don't try too hard right like you do you do dress well so like i don't laura, feel like i feel i don't feel like the style is the issue when it okay. comes to your dating
0: <laughs> okay <but laughs> i feel you what, are the issue <laughs> what, what is my major issue <laughs> just well, you're, focusing on one person
1: you, you need to commit yeah you need to focus okay.
0: on one person i think i have issues with commitment laura
1: I think you do. I think this is, now we're now we're getting to it now. It's not the clothes. You dress well, women like you. Let's go back. What happened?
0: I'm not too sure. I think do you know what it is? I think I fell for someone years ago. Yeah. And I hated that feeling of someone having this control over me. Mm. And so now I overthink any, anything. So whenever someone gets close to me again, I lock it off because i like I don't want to have that feeling again because I I enjoy the happiness of that kind of like meeting some for the someone for the first time and the joy of it all being fresh and I don't ever want to feel bad again. I think that's probably the the reason.
1: You know, do you know what you are. If you were in Love Island, you're the guy who goes to Casa More and brings someone else home, aren't you?
0: R- do you think that's the case?
1: Yeah, I do. I do because you'll be like numbers game. More girls in the villa, better <laughs> better options. And I think I think we're getting to it now. Cause you you and it's it's coming from you don't want to get hurt, but I think commitment is an issue and I think you're aware of it, and I think we've really reached a point here. I feel by the end of this podcast we we might have fixed it.
0: I think you're right, Laura. Alright, so Laura's talking of commitment, I wanna do a section of our podcast which I like to call Melbourne's Dance O So this is where I talk about some of my dating dilemmas or disasters or situations. And I want to just get your take on it and ask you how I could have improved or kind of dealt with that situation better, all right? So um, I want to take you back to a few years ago when I met this really lovely girl. We started dating and seeing each other. I would sometimes stay at her place. She would sometimes stay at mine. And after, I would say... A few weeks of staying at each other's, she kind of started to leave stuff over at mine. Mm -hmm. So first it started off with like a toothbrush Mm -hmm. and then she would leave her own pair of slippers because you know in my house, I have like no shoes. You know, I can't have any shoes. And also if you have slippers, I've got indoor slippers and I've got outdoor slippers to take out the bins. So she brought her own slippers to the house. That's thoughtful. It It is thoughtful. But then she started like... Wanting to have her own drawer and stuff like that, it was a little bit too much for me. And then the tip of the iceberg was, I came home one day and she had cleaned the whole house. Like, but I'm talking like with bleach. And she was like, "This is how I like th- the house to be cleaned."
1: But you, you, you're a bit of a clean freak. You like things clean. I thought this sounds like a dream woman to me.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I like it clean. But it felt like she was cleaning the murder scene. It kind of freaked me out a little bit. So I just want to find out from you, like, when is it acceptable? to do things like leaving your toothbrush and leaving your own pair of slippers.
1: So how long were you dating?
0: I would say we were dating for, I would say, about three, four weeks. Yeah. But then we, we hadn't really been at each other's house. We'd seen each other kind of like in terms of like visiting each other for about a week, two weeks. Okay. So we, I would say we were speaking for, for that time and then actually going to each other's house was a couple of weeks.
1: But then the, being in each other's house became regular. Like That was regular. You Like yeah, if it, she stayed, yeah, so she'd know anyone. she'd be coming back. So leaving a toothbrush wasn't insane. It's not like a first date, leaving a toothbrush going, I'll be back here. <laughs> <laughs> this kind of draws on what you were saying about you like the early stage of a relationship I think you like the first week or two the exciting bit and normally when you're in a relationship well this is how girl, well a lot of girls not all girls a lot of girls minds work it's like okay what does this mean where do I Ian always says like um girls well f- from being with me we always think five years ahead five years ahead yeah so if he's like this now what will he be like in five years time so, if he's freaking out that i he I leave a toothbrush now, that means he's got commitment issues. So, in like five years' time, he's definitely not going to propose
0: so, what do you think it was a test?
1: I don't think it was a test, but I think it shows that you aren't thinking five years <laughs> ahead and right. so you you don't see longev you didn't see longevity with this girl
0: um I don't know if if that was the case. I think for me, I'm a person that loves his space, even if I'm in a relationship and with someone You
1: can't give her a drawer. Give the poor girl a drawer. <laughs> You're, you're on Radio 1. You're on the big books. You can give the girl a drawer. You must have space in your... You've got indoor and outdoor slippers. You've got space for a drawer. So,
0: okay. So let me ask you this. So when is it okay? What well, You're saying once you're seeing each other and you're going to each other's house, like they should be allowed to have a toothbrush, a drawer and slippers straight away?
1: Not straight away, but if it's easier for your life, if it's easier for your life, like if they're going to be there quite regularly... It's like, it actually just makes sense. Otherwise, you're going around with a toothbrush in your handbag or a bad breath for the day.
0: So are you a, are you a toothbrush away kind of lady?
1: Well, I never stayed in Ian's because Ian lived in an absolute shithole. Like, so... <laughs> I don't know if you knew where Ian lived. Ian lived, right? I went there once and he was mortified. I went there once because he was so sick and he was flying on a job. So I had to drive him. He was so ill and he had to get on a plane and it was a really important job. And I was like, I'll go in and grab your bag. He was like, no, don't. And he lived in what can only be described as like a bed sit and basically do you know like bunk beds his bed was like a bunk bunk bed so it was like over it was, no, it was one of those where like one room is everything the kitchen and everything
0: oh right like a studio type
1: yeah and the bed was over the wardrobe so you'd have to climb upstairs so he couldn't and he's tall man he couldn't sit up in the bed so like I, I never stayed there. So there was no toothbrush to be left there. Like I would, I wouldn't leave my toothbrush there. <laughs> I don't want to draw.
0: It sounds like a uh, like a university dorm or something like that.
1: Yeah, they would probably be nicer. <laughs> Because <laughs> I remember once he was minding he was minding make the dog And he was like, had make the dog in the bed I was petrified the dog Because it, it was up really high I was like, the dog falls off the bed The dog's gone So we had to like kind of build a barricade around the bed So the dog wouldn't fall out of the bed
0: That is hilarious Okay, so obviously like Someone leaving a toothbrush at yours isn't an issue Is there anything that would irritate you? Or you would think, uh, you know This person's a little bit too clingy Have you ever had a situation where you thought This person is too clingy?
1: I've dated some guys who maybe are similar to you in that, like they're quite they're quite clean. I don't like someone cleaning up around me. Right. Like I've I've done stuff before where I've gone over to someone's house and you might be sitting on the sofa and you kick your shoes off, do you know? And that's and then I might go to the toilet and I come back and my shoes are neatly beside the door, do you know? I do that. <laughs> I knew you would. I knew you'd be that person. I'm like, oh my god, like, or like you might come in and just like have your coat, just put your coat down two seconds and suddenly it's hanging up somewhere else. You're like, okay, give me a second, please. That's you, isn't it?
0: Yeah, because I just like my place. And also I want my place to be tidy for the person that I'm dating, not two just Two
1: seconds, like, do you know what I mean? Like the minute someone takes their shoes, I hate people cleaning up around me as I'm doing stuff. I'm like, just give me a second to breathe.
0: But you see, I feel like you can't win then because you've just said, I, I don't want a place to be untidy and you quite like a neat person.
1: Yeah, but that's extreme. Do you not think if you're sitting on the sofa and you've just kicked your shoes off, I'm not, you can move them eventually. But like, imagine just like dating someone quite early days and they're like moving your shoes to one corner so they're beside each other neatly.
0: All right. I think that's fair enough. And I think you've helped me out with my kind of like toothbrush and slippers situation. So thank
1: God we never dated. Can you imagine?
0: I think it would have been lovely, Laura. Imagine our babies.
1: We'd have great babies. No, sorry, they'd actually they'd be perfect (laughs) babies, but we would kill each other.
0: (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. All right. So I want to move on to Love Island. Yeah. Obviously, you are. The host of the show, you're doing a wonderful job on there. Obviously, I can't tell you, we'll ask you about what's happening this season. I'm sure you already know stuff I have no
1: idea. (laughs) Don't they tell you nothing? Nothing. Because they know people will ask us. Like, I haven't seen, we did, I was doing a shoot the other week, you know, with all the promo pictures. And there was Islanders there. I wasn't, I had to walkie-talkie. I had to be escorted to the toilet. They wouldn't even let me pass an Islander by. They trust us with no information. I know nothing.
0: That's mad. Okay, so for everyone that's listening right now, Love Island is probably on air at this moment in time. Um, so if you're like, why are you not asking her about the really sexy mixed race dude? It's because of, we don't know what's going on yet. But I want to ask you, what have you learned about dating from doing that show?
1: The reason why I think that show is so successful, I think you could write so many theses and pieces about that show because it really is an insight into human behavior and you know it's a guilty pleasure it's entertainment it's fun but it's also it resonates with so many people
0: but you I mean you've been in the villa Laura do you think that if you're in that situation you can forget about the cameras or are they clearly like in front of you
1: no I think they No, they do I think the first few days I know when I do the coupling up they're a little bit and, and it's really hard for me because Laura who you know I'm like chat to chat like how you doing how's it going when I'm in there it's like Laura don't talk to them don't make eye contact and I'm like are you okay no stop okay sorry and then I, I'll try and make conversation but I can't really give too much away especially when they've been in there a while but they're always a little bit nervous at coupling up then by the time I come into it and it's like Casa Moore or something or coming in just to surprise them I think they, they get they're like oh Jesus who are you I'm like this is it's Love Island. <laughs> this is not a holiday. <laughs> I think they forget after all. They so they do forget. It on they, you. Yeah, but I mean, why, why are you here now? I'm like, do you remember? Like, this is a show you're on. You're not just in here having a lovely time. Or, or they get angry when someone gets like dumped from the island. They're like, oh, it's really unfair. I'm like, no, this is this is what the show's about. You're on a television show, right. but they do forget. They do.
0: I always find the um, coupling up kind of like part of the show really awkward and like because obviously you're my mate I always watch you and think like how do you feel as like a person watching someone and somewhat like a girl or a guy doesn't step forward for that person like do you ever give someone encouragement kind of like off camera
1: yeah like I feel like there's a lot of times the girls don't step forward for the guy especially if it's one of the first guys coming out because they're, they're like I'm going to wait for something, see if I get something better, do you know, <laughs> hanging on in there. Um, so I remember there's definitely been a few guys where the none of the girls stepped forward. And it's like, it's embarrassing. It kind of reminds you when you're a kid playing sports and no one picks you for the team. And I'm gutted for them. And also like, I'm like, I would have picked you. Like, I would have picked you. There's been some really like cute guys. I'm like, why are you not? What is wrong with you? <laughs> it, it is awkward. Great television, but it is awkward, yeah. And then then by the end of it, like, they've all moved around so much anyway. The coupling up at the start doesn't always necessarily mean that's how it's going to end that way.
0: In your opinion, do you think the strongest couples are the instant couples who kind of, like, couple up straight away or the slow burners?
1: The first couple that coupled up last year um, when I went in was Jake and Liberty. Right. And I thought they were going to make it till the end and they didn't. And you know what that reminded me of? It kind of reminds me of, we all have those friends who have been in long-term relationships and then lockdown happened and they all have to stay at home together and then they, like, there's been divorces, they've broken up. That's what it's like. Like, you know, people have been together for years and years and they're kind of in it because they feel they should be in it. And then as soon as they spend any time together, they're like, this doesn't work. And like, at the, the very beginning, I'm trying to think how many islanders, normally there's around 10, 11 islanders at the very beginning Throughout the whole series, there's about forty, fifty Islanders. You like with with wow. Casa Moore and bombshells coming in. So, um, it is nice when someone's been there from the start, but it's this—it's all to play for.
0: Laura, outside of you hosting it, do you get invested in the couples? Because I know I've worked with you for time, so I know you're a professional in whatever you do. You always can com- completely submerge yourself in it. But would you say you're an actual fan? Like, if you weren't hosting it, are you a fan of the show? Do you care about the couples?
1: Yeah, and that's why it's really hard, Um, especially with Cass and Moore, because sometimes I just want to give them a slap, do you know? (laughs) Because there's, like, some of the guys... And I have to be, like, I'm, like, like I can't be biased. I have to be fair. and, um, And Laura, who you know in a night out, like, if I had seen any of my friends partners behave in the way some of the guys did Jesus Christ you know um but I can't do that it's so hard I can't do that and like one of the funniest memories I have of last year's Casa Moore which is brilliant because the the fallout and everything came out everything always comes out in life as well Uh, the truth always comes out and I remember it all came out and we found out what was going on in Casa Moore. And I was in there. I'm like, people are watching this on telly. To actually be in there, I felt like I needed some popcorn. So I'm just sitting there <laughs> watching them like talk amongst each other and fight. And I'm like, I can't really get involved, but I don't want to leave. And I just remember <laughs> the producer saying, OK, Laura, get out of there. Because I, I think I dropped the, I dropped the, the info about... I asked Lily basically who was the guy who was flirting with her, who was the guy she kissed outside challenges, and she said Liam, and I was like, oh. and I was like, oh. and I, w- I really wanted to go over to Millie because that's what I would do as a girl, like as a girl on a night out, but I couldn't. And then they're like, Laura, get out of there, and I was like, I don't want to <laughs> I want to stay. Yeah, so I yeah. Left.
0: This is like you've got the best seats in the house.
1: I was like, why? And. People probably don't know this at home because there's no clocks or watches in there, but it was about three in the morning at this time. It's so late because you have to wait it's, um, until the show is aired in the UK and you wait sometimes for if there's public votes and you have to wait until all that's done before you can go in. And I stayed in the gallery for another hour just watching the live footage because I was like, I'm not I'm going amazing. home. I'm not waiting to this goes out tomorrow. I'm going to watch this now live. So yeah, to say I'm invested, the answer is yes.
0: How would I do in the villa, Laura?
1: you'd you'd be great cuz you'd as i said you would <laughs> you would definitely mess up in Casamore <laughs> And as much as we complain about it we do like to see the drama
0: I'm just a friendly person I like making friends so i think you're right i would struggle in Casamore especially if i bumped into someone who i felt i was better matched to cuz i'm all about pleasing me really <laughs>
1: I love your honesty. Also, I think like coming from another side as well, a lot of the the girls in Casa Moore, they only get to, only if they get chosen, do they get to go into the main villa. That's their only opportunity to get picked. And I think you would be like, feel bad and be like, oh, yeah, you can all come back with me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't want to leave anyone behind. You don't want to leave anyone
1: behind. And then whoever you're matched up in the villa would be pissed off with you. Because I think I think you get in trouble for being too nice to try trying to please everyone. I feel like you're you're a people pleaser and you're just trying to do things out of the goodness of your heart. And that's probably going to land you in trouble.
0: Yeah, I think you're exactly right there, Laura. <laughs> so let's say it's my first day in the villa and it's um the part where, where you kind of couple up. Yeah. How many girls are stepping forward for me?
1: It depends if you're first out or not. I think if you, I think if you're the first guy walking out there, you may not get many girls stepping forward. If you're the last guy coming out, you probably have more girls stepping forward.
0: Oh, is that? Do you think that the order matters?
1: Yeah, I think that makes a difference. I mean, girls can change their mind; they can always change their mind. But no one wants to be the girl who's constantly stepping forward for different people. So sometimes they hold off till the end, and then the last guy, they're like, oh, "I haven't picked anyone. I'll step forward." It's hard as well because you're, you're, you've got the banter as well. So I don't know how, it depends how much banter you give. There's a lot of the guys are get a bit nervous because when you come down the steps, it's quite scary. And sometimes I find the guys are quite quiet and it's only when they open up and then like later on, like Toby, I remember was really quiet at the start and like that guy, he got banter. And he also is really bad at making decisions about what girly likes. <laughs> but I think that's like you, I think you might be quiet at first and then you kind of come out of your shell. You're a grower.
0: I am definitely a grower, Laura. I think that for me, my secret weapon isn't, I'm not like Ricky. Like Ricky's a good looking lad. Like when you step into you a club gonna... and he's uh, always dressed. By the dressed...
1: way, you in the gym, What? like how much do you spend in the gym? I didn't realize how ripped you are. I know you're ripped, but.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to be like the, the black Joe Domit. Like he's in great shape as well. Um, and I just think when you get to my age, if you don't work out, you just look terrible. So um, I've been trying to work out a bit. And and the thing about like Rich is he eats very well. I eat badly. I'm like, I'm a proper foodie like you. Yeah. So for yeah. me, if I want to eat the way I want to eat, I have to go to the gym.
1: Yeah. Or do you know what you need to do, which everyone around you is doing, is have a child. Because you just like, honestly, I've never worked out more than having a child. Just run after them. Have a child. <laughs> okay, I highly recommend. Cool. It. Everyone Everyone's doing it around you.
0: If anyone wants to help me have a child, uh, that's Laura's advice on the podcast. You've
1: been practicing long enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now it's time. You know what? My mum can't wait for for me to have kids. Like oh, I that's... love you. How
1: is your mom? Mum's good. Remember, we brought her onto MTV as a surprise for you. And she... <laughs>
0: Okay, so so my mum came on the show and my mum has mad stage fright, right? So, like, she agreed to do the show. She got dressed up. Remember, she had her hair done and everything. And then the director was like, action. And my mum had, like, a little line, didn't she? And literally, she just froze like that didn't say anything and me Laura and Ricky were looking at her like is she gonna say anything <laughs> and I was like mum you could do your line now she gets mad stage fright if she knows there's, there's a camera watching her yeah. she, she can't talk but in her natural state like my mum and my dad are the funniest people they're so funny I love them so much yeah so, they made you yeah they did make me so yeah I think any ounce of humour I get from them because um, they just make me laugh so much. Nah. You're listening to Melvin meets his match, brought to you by Tinder. When you want to meet new people, Tinder has features designed to help you make it possible. Chat and match today. Laura, do we have time to do a um, a listener dilemma? Let's do it. Okay, so I'm going to send you a little story from one of our listeners on social media. And you can just read it out and let us know your views.
1: I met a really nice girl once when I was out clubbing. And after closing time, we went back to hers in the early hours. At what must have been about midday, we were woken up by her doorbell. She opened her door and in walks, oh my God, in walks her mom, dad and younger brother, who she had completely forgotten were coming around with Sunday lunch. They insisted I stay and I had to make awkward conversation through a whole roast dinner with a massive hangover. Defo the most awkward first date ever. Is this you? I would like this is something that's <laughs> happened to you before. Do you know what? Is this, have you just, is this? have you written this?
0: It could, it could be me. I've had a situation close to this where I um, agreed to meet someone for a date. I think we were going for like a Sunday lunch and when I turned up like her whole family was there. And she didn't live at home. She had her own place. But I think, like, her family lived close by. So, like, her dad was there. Her mum was there. I think she had, like, a sister who was about to be engaged. So, like, they were talking about the engagement. And um, it. to be fair, her family were lovely. But it just felt like too soon to meet everyone. Yeah.
1: I think I think if it was intentionally set up, that's different. Like, this, this one here from whoever it's from... The girl didn't do it intentionally. I think it's probably more mortifying for her than for him, because she. I think it's. I think it would be weird if she had met a guy and was like, "Here, come meet all my family straight away." <laughs> but obviously, for her, it's mortifying for her because what happens if she doesn't really like him that much, and then the family are like, "Whatever happened to that guy?" You know? Because I'm always like, "Don't introduce people into your life before." Yeah, because I I always used to get like when I was dating. I I never. I've always been really funny about talking publicly about my relationships and even now like I'm married two years and I'm still like oh, I'll just about mention them, do you know just in case it doesn't work out no, <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> but do you know what I mean it's like I'm always afraid to introduce because then if it doesn't work out if it doesn't work out then you've the whole world asking you and life is hard enough with things without you know everyone knowing your business so I would be I'd feel mortified for her more than him because she's going to always have her parents going. what happened to that guy? Or, so how long have you known each other? And she's like, well, met him last night. For him, I think it's okay. But for, for the girl that you were with, she intentionally introduced you to her whole family.
0: Well, she knew that, you know, they would possibly come over and drop by. And she did have the, they lived close by. So she, she had the option to say like, don't come over today. Like Melvin's coming over. Yeah. And for me, because of my, you, you've met my mum. And so like my mum wants the best for me.
1: Yeah. No woman will be good enough.
0: You, you know that. And so I've had situations where I've introduced my mum to girls. And sometimes she will love them, like, straight away. And then other times, she just doesn't have it.
1: What's the worst she's done?
0: Okay, Has she, so, has she
1: been, like, really... Uh, what's she done to a girl? Go on. Oh, my God. I would actually die. So there die. was
0: one time... When I went over to my mum's and like, for some reason, like my cousins were there. My sister Yona was there yeah. and my mum had just finished work because she's like, like a care worker. And it was like about seven o'clock in the, in the evening, Laura, right? And I was like, mum, come down. I want to introduce you to someone. And I introduced her to, to my date. And my mum was like, pleased to meet you. I'm going to bed now. It was 7 p.m., right? Her favourite show, EastEnders, was on TV. But she didn't want to interact with this girl so badly that she said to her, I'm going to bed, and she cut out. And, like, I hate to say this, but it did have an effect on the relationship because, obviously, I think so highly of my mum, and I love her to bits. So I was like, if my mum doesn't like her, then how can I really be into her? So, yeah, it did have an effect. So I'm really funny about introducing girls to my my mom and my dad because of i'm worried that it will influence my view on them
1: your sister's married now isn't she
0: yeah she's been married like a few years now
1: yeah she's um did you find it different like you as the the son as opposed to the daughter were they as you know not picky but did they give the the guys who came home to your sister as hard a time as the girls are you like the golden boy?
0: I think no. I think my sister's just very good at picking her partners.
1: Yeah. Commitment.
0: Yeah, she's you know, she's committed, she's focused and also I can't think of a time when she's brought someone home and I thought this person's a douchebag. Like everyone she meets is is genuine and seems like a really nice person whereas I think for me there's been a few few more options for you to have opinions on. So, you know, sometimes my mum will really love off someone and my sister will be the same. And then other times they're like, straight away, I can't stand this person. Yeah. And I think now my sister's married, they just want me to, they could literally, I could settle down with anyone tomorrow and they'll probably be happy. Just <laughs> just so that I'm taken. They, I don't think they care anymore.
1: Is there a girl, like the one that got away, do they still kind of mention? Whatever happened to that girl, Melvin? Like, do they ever, is there one that they'd like to come back?
0: Yeah, there's a couple who they kind of, will mention and then there's there's people who they try and bring back into the fold and be like how come have you seen this person recently or why don't you or they'll like invite them to family dues, and they'll just be there like Stop at my mum's house <laughs> yeah 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 but we'll discuss that at a later date when we're not being recorded but yeah that happens all the time
1: because you need to get your mom to do this podcast with you although we know from MTV days that she's not doesn't particularly like
0: yeah, talking she might just not say anything it's, <laughs> yeah, we need some kind of audio so uh, it's a great idea but I'm not too sure if my mom could handle it and I don't think her Wi-Fi is strong enough either <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, well Laura I want to say thank you so much I feel like this has been a, a great insight into my dating lifestyle and Thank you for being so honest with me uh, and all the advice. This has been great.
1: Yeah, I hope it's helpful and I- look forward to go to your wedding soon. <laughs> Thank you, or Laura. Just, at least, at least allow the girl to have a drawer in your house.
0: Just a drawer. Let's, let's start off small. So drawer and toothbrush for now.
1: So let's start with the drawer.
0: All right. Thank you very much, Laura Whitmore.
1: Thank you, Melvin Odoom.
0: So we're nearing the end of the podcast. And in each episode, I'm going to use this opportunity to reflect on what we've learned. Play the music. So this week, we've learned that if I ever decide to settle down, I need to focus on one person. Just one. Don't go through Laura's Facebook page looking for dates. And apparently, she thinks I'm a pretty sharp dresser. Well, I'll take that. And that marks the end of the very first episode of Melvin Meets His Match, brought to you by Tinder. On the next episode out tomorrow, we have my partners in crime, Ricky and Charlie, who are invited to help me become better at dating, but they end up sharing stories like this. Then the next thing I know, he was like, "Oh, Rick, so I went out with this that girl again, but this time she brought her sister with her." Oh, and I was it. like, "And I was like, her sister." And he was like, "Yeah, her sister is amazing." <laughs> <laughs> he was he was fully involved. Can't wait for you to hear that one and follow the podcast on your favorite podcast app right now so you don't miss out. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Think clap